Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, and Mike McGivern, we're talking Greenfield Youth Football. And uh, let me tell you a story about the guy I'm about to introduce. So I was a director of sales and marketing for the Milwaukee Mustangs for a few years. And he didn't know this, but I told him this as he walked in because he handed me something. And in our computer room at home, I have pictures of people that I would only that I would pay to see play one more time. I've got Frank Kaminsky. I've got Paul Molitor. I got Josh Gosser. And people go, Josh Gosser. I go, yeah. I, as a basketball coach, I loved watching this guy play. I've got uh, Michael Jordan and Brett Favre and Reggie White and Gary Compton. I would pay to watch you play one more time, young man. I would. And I just, uh, man, I loved watching you play football. And and he is now, he stayed in town after playing for the Mustangs. He uh, does a lot of things in this market. He's also the director of football operations for the Greenfield Youth Football Program Gary, it's good to see you again. How you been? I've been great, man. You know, it's uh, interesting that you're going to put me on that wall with those, uh, you know, those legends. It's, uh, you know, it's good to be. Was there was there a better receiver in arena football in your mind? You know what? When I played it in my prime, I would say not. I would say not you know, either. I think I would put myself against anybody any given time, you know, during that course, really, especially in that course at 98 through 2001. Yeah, it was uh, – that was a really good time to be a part of arena football too. And, and, and look, anywhere you went, you got doubled and it didn't matter because you caught anything that came your way. And I think more than what you did on the field, and I promise we'll get to Greenfield, the hustling Hawks, I promise. <laughs> but I thought the ambassador that you were for the sport and the city of Milwaukee and the Mustangs was incredible, man. You went out to all the appearances, you shook hands, you, you know, kiss babies. You did all the things <laughs> that you hope that a professional athlete would do. There weren't a lot of guys sometimes with the, with that that organization that I wanted to send out to shake hands and kiss babies. You know, we always said, um, you know, arena football, when you play it and the fans, it comes like a family. Everybody knows everybody. Right. Everybody knows your family. You know their family. You know, we. I've been over to some season ticket holders and had steak dinners. Right. You know, so that that's the way it is. You know, if, you, if you're if you going to be in a market and you're going to stay here and live and you want to promote, you know, I told myself that's what I wanted to do. You know, everybody wants to be a, you know, quote unquote, the face of the franchise and, you know, things like that. And, you know, Velazzi and them were, you know, fortunate enough to allow me to stay here in town during the off season. And, you know, I coached at St. Francis in the off season, you know, did some things there and sure. everything. And, you know, just stay here year round, and you know, keep my name, keep my name here. And uh, did, you know. did you know when you got here that this was a market you wanted to stay in, or did you did you once you got here you said, okay, this is where this is where I want to call home. You know, it's funny because you know I came from Dallas right. when I played there for three years, and when I first came here, the first game coming out of the tunnel, and there's fourteen thousand fans in the Bradley Center. Right. I looked up and I said, wow. 
this is really, really different. This is a place that I could see myself playing, you know, for quite a while. And, you know, unfortunately, 2001, things changed. You know, we moved on, you know, played a little bit, uh, a few more years, some other places. But uh, what a great time here. You know, it, it really, really was. You, last question. Do you still get people coming up saying, hey, I remember when you, when we played Arizona or I remember when Cleveland, any of those things? I had a guy about a month ago. My son played college ball down in Iowa at Graceland University. Yep. And uh, I had a guy I was talking to, and he was a Barnstormer fan. And he remembered me when we went to the playoffs down there and played Kurt Warner. Yep. You know, his last season before he left, you know, and then went on to his, you know, illustrious career. Uh, it's just funny that people will remember your name and years, you know, places that you've been and all. It's kind of cool. That was an unbelievable <clears throat> place to watch a game. Oh, the they were right on. We were right. Oh, yeah. We, uh, Frying pans. Doug Gole, Doug Gole and I made a drive to go down there one time, right. and, and watching a game there was incredible. Frying pans and hammers right behind the sidelines could be worse. You could, I'm telling you. that was It was a fun time, man. Yeah. It was a fun time. Hey, we are also joined, um, Adam Fisher. He is uh, the head coach at uh, the eighth grade level one you guys won state last year, is that correct? We won the uh, a Division Two, yeah, uh, AAYFL championship. That's big. Oh yeah, congratulations yeah. on yeah. that. First time in program history. Man, good for you. How long have you been part of uh, of Greenfield Youth Football? Uh, this was my sixth season as head coach at Greenfield. Why did you get involved? So, um, about six seven years ago, we moved back to Milwaukee uh-huh. after living uh, down south, and um, I knew I wanted to. I went to Greenfield. I, I I knew I wanted to live back in Greenfield, so. My oldest, who's now going to be, who's a junior at Greenfield, will okay. be, um, was going from fifth into sixth grade. And I'm like, hey, Greenfield is a youth football program. And I was, I cut my teeth in, a, in an early league when he was in like first grade uh, at that one, the inner city league. Sure. We were practicing yep. at Kosciuszko. Yeah. And I just came on and just helped as a dad. And then we moved away and I, and I helped, you know, um, for a couple of years in Maryland and then in South Carolina. So I, I contacted him and said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've been doing. You know, you guys are interested in coaches. You know, do you need a coach? And, uh, you know, a couple months later, we, we moved, and I, I got to talk with uh, Pete Jorgensen at the time, who was uh, vice president and, and the guy hiring coaches, and, and we met and we talked. And, and he said, you know, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll bring you on. And then I got to do my own, you know, get, the, get bring my own staff on. So, right. Man, yeah. how, what was it like coaching your son? Was that Okay. Oh, it's, it's, you know what? There are some look. There are some horror stories, and I coached my my, my son in basketball, and um, there there are some some great stories, and there are some that oh boy, you know, a little bit rough, and and I'm wondering how that that worked for you guys. You know, it's 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 a blessing in disguise, right? When you get into this, you you, you don't really know what to expect, but you know, um, my youngest, who is who is now in eighth grade and, and getting ready to move to the high school, you know, you stand there at the banquet and. And you talk and you look back on the 10 years that you've been involved with youth sports and you just look back and you go, man, this is like one of the greatest experiences that I, that I could right. have. And I've done a lot of cool things, but, you know, this is like the icing on the cake. You know, Hey, Gary, same question for you because, mm-hmm. you know what, for, for me, I coached Matthew in AAU in basketball right. and then I was at Dominican at that mm-hmm. point. We won a couple of state championships and my son, we go to a Baptist church and he wanted to go to Calvary Baptist High school in Menominee Falls, 67 kids in the school. I called it, we had seven boys in the basketball team. We were the Caucasian invasion. Seven <laughs> white boys, and they didn't know any better. Right. We just went and played at it. And once I got over there, but it was, it was at the high school level, that first year was difficult. And it was me. 
You know, the, the, the issues that I had with all this. And then reading a book called Coaching Our Sons, I figured out that once we got to the kitchen table, you know what, I'm your dad. You know, that's it. And I'm wondering how, how it was coaching your boys. You know, it was interesting. You know, I've had <clears throat> Jackson, who will now be, you know, he's a sophomore at Greenfield, be a junior next year. You know, I've coached him at quarterback since third grade up till he went to the high school level. And um, he's now doing some stuff with Coach Tricky, who I've got so much respect for. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, working hard this offseason with Coach Tricky. Coach Tricky's brought him a long way so far. We've got a long ways to go and all that. But, you know, I expect, um, you know, obviously big things with uh, with that. But, you know, getting back to coaching, you know, is the same thing you said. It's hard to be a coach's kid because you expect more out of them than anybody else. Right. And like you said, you know, when you go home, it's hard to take the coach away and be the dad. It's really hard. But but you have to do that because if not – Did you, you know, coach both your boys? I did not coach my other two kids. Uh, oh, you have two. Okay. Yeah, I have two other boys. Uh, I have uh, – my oldest son went to William & Jewel University down in Kansas City, played tight end there. And then my uh, middle son, Preston, um, played quarterback at Graceland – just finished up. He's now a coach in Texas. Yes. So I keep telling him to hurry up and get a head job so Dak can come run his run his program for him. You there know? you go. Yeah. Uh, but but you know it's good to you know as a as a dad and a coach to coach your kid. You know. But there's also a time that you have to let that go, and it's really hard now watching and not coaching. Oh, it's sitting you know sitting on the side and everything else. But you have to do that. You know you have to be supportive when, in that manner and everything. When my son went to play at Maranatha Baptist Bible College in Watertown. It was, I'm not kidding. I'd get, you know, it's it's between here and you get through, you got to go through Oconomowoc to get to Watertown. By the time I got to Oconomowoc, I'd almost throw up. Right. <laughs> because I had no, and Terry and I never sat next to each other. Mm-hmm. She said I didn't cheer correctly. Right. What does that mean, man? You know, I tell my wife all the time at the games, I'm not sitting by you. Right. We, I, we never did. Right. I, you know what? I'm down on the fence. I'm pacing. I'm doing something else. I, you know, I right. can't. And can't sometimes that. that that's hard. It was parent mm-hmm. night up there one time, guys, and, uh. You know, people didn't really know me. I just kind of would move about, and I was sitting there. There's two guys behind me, and and his this kid, this this man's son came off the bench, and and he got on in the game. And Matthew's a point guard, and Matthew came down, got in the gap, and looked him off, and, and made a pass for a layup or whatever. And the guy started going, "Yeah, this this point guard didn't pass the ball enough, and turns the ball over, and you know this kind of stuff." And I'm I'm sitting right there, and it took me a while. Three games prior to that, he had just set a school record for assists. Mm-hmm. And this guy's saying to the other guy, this point guard doesn't pass the ball enough. So I, I let it go a little bit, let it go. And then he made another comment about him taking a shot. And I just said, hey, guys, that's my son. You know, are you kidding me? Don't worry about it. You stay. But I, I got to get up and leave. That's ridiculous. Right. And then at halftime, we had to go down and stand next to the, the – they were right next to us. And my wife's like, is there an issue here? And I go, yeah. I'll tell you about it later. She goes, "What?" I said, "That that man right there's been ripping your son." Uh, and she and the guy was like, "That's not what I." So right. uh, you, it's so hard to all of a sudden not coach them and have to now be a, a, a fan, and it's and, and makes it really difficult. How long have you been part? And as we're talking, to these guys, we're talking Greenfield Youth Football. The, uh, their website is greenfieldyouthfootball.com. Information that you need. Um, some of it's outdated. I'm gonna yell at you guys about that just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we got we got to get on the webmaster. Got to get on, on the webmaster a little bit. And I, Justin, yell, you hear that? You need to get it updated now. And you know what, Justin? If there's if you don't believe me, you come in. I'll show you what I'm talking. It's got some really good information on it, and it's got your mission statement, and it's got certainly your your uh, your purpose and your philosophy, which I love. But there's a couple of things on there that you might want to just get updated as we push people to the Greenfield Youth Football Program. How long you been involved with that? You know what? I coached there uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Took a year off 
And then I decided to come back and I wanted to do something coaching wise. I wanted to do something to help these guys out. And so I thought, you know, went to the board, the board presented, you know, we'd like for you to be a director of football operations, kind of handle the coaching, you know, aspect of it, anything they need, work with them directly and all that. I thought, you know what, that's a good fit. Obviously, when I coached, you know, arena ball and everything, you know, that was kind of similar to the right. fact of that, you know, and I could still be involved with it. Um, so this will be my second year going into that. Um, hopefully I can, you know, do it for, you know, a while longer and, and who knows what from there. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm going to I'm going to get you guys over to the couch. I'm going to bring you back for the third segment where we're going to be joined by um, T- Tim Fenske and Jake Olson. Tim's the offensive coordinator Jake Olson, special teams coach, and we'll talk to those guys about being involved with this Greenfield Youth Football Program. Segment three, Gary, I'm going to ask you what keeps you up at night because that's kind of why this youth youth program started because mm-hmm. other programs, you know, look around and see, boy, how come they're doing this better than we are? And, and we're going to get into the weeds a little bit with what it costs to be part of this, what your mission is, um, and that's going to be in segment three that I talked back uh, with you guys, but again, other side of the break, uh, Tim and Jake are going to join us. We're talking Greenfield Youth Football. It's greenfieldyouthfootball.com. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, talking Greenfield Youth Football. Put Gary Compton out of the bench, but man, you know, I, he brought up he brought up the owners of of the Mustang. We could go for an hour on that one. He's laughing over there. We are now joined by the offensive coordinator Tim Fenske. And Jake Olson, special teams coach. Man, that's quite a staff. No wonder you guys won this whole thing, man. I didn't realize that there are this many coaches. I do know that because we've had a number of youth football programs. And, Tim, it's nice to meet you in person. Yeah. Jake's nice to meet you. Tim, how long have you been a part of uh, Greenfield Youth Football? I'm going to say it was four years. Okay. Four years, yeah. What made you join? Well, actually, my my oldest son was uh, part of the program. And uh, I got talking with Adam Fisher, who was the head coach. And uh, as time went on, a year went by, and that was a sixth grade level. So when it came to the seventh grade, uh, they actually needed another coach. And uh, I talked with him, and next thing you know, you're hooked. I'm hooked. You you know what? Be careful. Yeah. Because Matt gets you in your blood. I but, thought I coached basketball a few years. I just retired 36 years. Yeah, yeah. I coached, and I can't. I've gone to more basketball games this year than I ever have because all the people, Tim, that I would say I'd come to watch your son or daughter or niece nephew play but i'm coaching now it's like hey you're not i hear you're not coaching come on let's go right so i've been right. to a bunch of games but it gets in your blood it's hard to get it out yeah and then i i stayed with my younger son jonah okay. and uh as time went on here you know we were talking a lot about kids and uh parenting coaching and stuff sure. like that you know it's one thing to coach your son or whatever but um it's a whole nother whole nother it brings a whole nother level when when your son leaves the program and you still coach, because, huge because it's almost totally different, almost I, unheard of, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it really it's it's pretty cool that you do that because that's purely giving back yes. to a program. There's no other reason. You're giving back to a program and you're helping these kids. and And the idea is, and and Jake, I'm going to ask you this: the idea is to have these kids fall in love with the sport that we love, right? Oh, oh absolutely. That's the number one goal of teaching youth sports it's and you want to win you right. know because this is a select program this is not this isn't flag this isn't 
you know, everybody gets to play every position. This is we're going to teach the game of football with the idea of once they get to JV and to varsity, once they're mm-hmm. playing under the lights, that, look, they're, they're going to love the game for the rest of their life. It's not something you can play. It's not like golf where you can play for the rest of your life. But you listen to Gary Compton, man, the passion he has in that third segment, I'm going to ask him what life lessons he learned playing at a really high level. And we could spend an hour with this guy talking about that kind of stuff. And I think it's important that these kids might not realize what we're teaching them, but boy, that one day they 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 figure it out. Um, Jake, how long have you been a part of this? Uh, three years. My and, son started uh, in sixth grade. Okay. I was hesitant to start coaching at first because I I don't really like the Krampus style. I thought, oh, you know, I these guys know what they're doing. They're and then. Coach Adams, quite the salesman, and kind of talked me into it. And yeah, I just fell in love working with the kids and teaching yeah. them the the game. So um, last year was now your son's a freshman at Greenfield, or no, he's, he's a eighth, eighth grader. Right but right next now. year, so do you think you'll go back and loop back around, or do you think you're done for a bit? Um, I might try to help out uh, a little bit here and there with the. Is your program. wife listening right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she has, what she's kind of. <laughs> what's her name? Brianna Olson. Brianna. Um, she's shaking her head going, hold on. Right. Jake, you said this was it for a while. Guess what? Brianna but, gets in his blood. You ain't getting it out. I That's love the and O's. Do you? You know, even if, if it's just looking at film or maybe stopping at practice or helping, you know, on game day, just watching the X's and O's is like really what I enjoy. Tim, did you, are you married? I am, D- yes. Your wife, yes. um, did she Did she have well, any problem with you coming back? And No, I mean, we... We have a great relationship anyway. Love her, love is, her she, is she a sports and, fan? What is her yeah, name? Her name is Kristen. Kristen Fenske. Okay. Is and, she um and she really she knows from like August to like November I'm unavailable. Oh, <laughs> I, I hate to say it like that, but yeah. she knows that it's all football. And what do you do for a living? I work at Quad Graphics. Okay, Jake, what do you do? I'm a sheet metal worker for Butters Fetting. Okay, so you guys are busy guys. Yeah. Yeah, and then this adds to that. This, it's not like you guys are getting paid enough, uh, if you're getting paid, and I don't know that we're going to ask the director of football operations next segment, but um, you do this for the love of spending time with your son and other kids and, and, and teaching them. Did you go to Greenfield, by the way? No, actually, I'm a West Dallas Central graduate. You are, Bulldogs. Yeah, huh? yep, I played for Ken Krause. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a good couple of years, huh? Oh yeah, he he taught me the game. Yeah, wow, that's that's impressive. So you just want to run the ball all the time, right? Oh yeah, I'm that's a, why they got you on special right, teams. Run man. the ball, go do special teams because if you're a Krause disciple, that yeah, we don't need you. Do we need a quarterback? Yeah, God, not somebody that can throw. <laughs> yeah, we we he threw it four times one game, and he was in studio. And we called him Air Krause for about two days. So <laughs> it was uh, he's certainly that program Muskego is is doing awfully well. Tim, where'd you go to school? Wabatosa East. I mm. actually played under John Richmond. You did? Yeah. Well, that's a name. Yeah, hey? That is a name. That's what Tosa East did. They, you yeah. guys, not bad back then. Right. They've struggled. Yeah. They, they have, have struggled. Have. Jake Walter, I thought, had a chance to turn that thing around, and, and if he couldn't do it, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully they can get that turned around, but it's going to be a difficult putt. It's hard when when you when you now have a history of year after year losing to get a lot of kids to come out and yeah. you guys know it's a it's a, a numbers game. It, it's a, Football is a yeah. true numbers game. It's all about the culture too. What you what you're throwing out there. R- correct. You know. Yep. And, and I remember Jake was sitting where you're sitting and and um the Wauwatosis hadn't won for a while and they were up like 9 points with 5 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And he said these kids kept looking at the clock. 
and I knew we were going to lose because they just wanted the game to end. Mm-hmm. And we all of a sudden, the, the safety who completely trusted the corner for three and a half quarters, he didn't really trust him, but he did because I told him to, now took two steps over because he didn't trust the corner. We got beat on a seam route mm-hmm. for a touchdown to lose the game. And he said, it's so hard to change the culture of we – we lose, yeah. and now we have a chance to win. Well, I wish the clock was 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 off. Hey, with um, with this coaching at this at this age, um, Tim is the offensive coordinator. Do you, do you are you trying to get kids ready for the high school level? Absolutely. Are you running your stuff? Or are you running well, the stuff that they run in high school? We're run. We're splitting it. Okay. We're running. We're basing everything with the high school. Yes, uh, we've run some other stuff that was promoted at the high school at one point. Um, but really, uh, the whole point is we're trying to really build the, the kids' integrity, uh, get them involved with the team sport, knowing it's a team sport, knowing more football. And you know what? Along the way, if we win some, great. Right. But it's really about the kids, their development, coaching them, teaching them. So when they do get to that high school level, they are ready. They're ready to know what the game is, and hopefully they love it. Do you guys feel um, there, there's with with all the 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 things coming out with concussions and should we be playing tackle football? At what age should we be playing tackle football? I'm wondering your opinion. And, and Jake, I'm gonna start with you. He's Jake Olson. He's uh, the special teams coach um, for the Greenfield Youth Football Program. Did the eighth grade um, last year, and, and they obviously had a great season. Um, how do you feel about about that? Do you think sixth grade, fifth grade? Seventh, because there there's some stuff coming down that maybe it's not until they play freshman football should we be playing full contact, and that's starting to get some legs, and I'm starting to hear about it, and I'm wondering your feeling on that. I feel like the the way the AAYFL does that with the way they have weight limits for the guys that can carry the ball, I think that's a really good idea. I think that minimizes some of the impacts. Um, I mean, in fifth grade, how hard are we really hitting? You know they're not they're not delivering big blows, and it, it's time to teach them the fundamentals of the game. Guys, and 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 Gary sitting Compton and, and Adam are sitting on the on the couch so they can hear this. We do a I do a show um, after basketball season with Tom Swiddle, the WFCA show every other week, and it's the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. And the reason that show started is he walked in here once years ago and he said, "Look, I believe, and I've been around football my whole life, Tosa East guy, and." Uh, he said, I, I believe football's never been safer and nobody's telling the story. At that point, he said, we have a president that said, if I had a son, I'd never let him play football. He goes, I've got a daughter. I've got a son who's played quarterback forever. He's never gotten injured. I've got a daughter that played soccer and she can no longer play soccer because of her second concussion. But nobody knows that stuff. And, and all of the things that we do at practice now compared to what, you know, I said, you don't do, you know, uh, Nutcracker, like we did at Master, you don't do a bull in the ring, and if we get thirsty, they tell you to get a salt pill. That's what I and oh, look yeah. at look at how sane I am. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Jake? <laughs> I'm only kidding, but you know what I'm saying. So, um, and you guys aren't. Well, you're a little bit. You're older than Jake is, so I'm, uh, let me go to you oh, first. Thanks a lot. So Mike. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Tim, come on now. It's okay. Um, safer now than it used to be, I would think. Right? Yeah, and really, there's a lot of programs out there. Um, the, the gentleman from Homestead, he runs uh, with uh, Dave Keel. Yes, yeah. Dave Keel. Yes, he he's runs the best. A, he runs a great, and he's done a lot of safety uh, presentations and things as well. Yeah, and I mean, 
between that, I mean, that's really where it starts from is teaching these kids the safe part of the sport. Right. And with our equipment changes over the years, there's been a lot of development as far as helmets go. Oh, and keep padding. your head out of the game is that whole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let's tackle like rugby. Right. I agree with all that stuff. Um, I'm just wondering where this is going to go. Is, is it, look, the guy up in Menominee, um, Coach Buddha, and he, you know, he was at state again this year. They, they don't, they do not tackle until freshman year. And he said, "What what you guys down in that neck of the woods don't understand is when if I have thirty five kids in fifth grade, I have thirty four of them as freshmen." He said, "They all stay because I teach them and they fall in love with this sport and they're not afraid." And now they get the freshman year, and now it's you know their body's gotten a little bit bigger, a little stronger. And they're not afraid to tackle. So I don't know if that's going to make its way down here. Or, or not. Hey, Jake, the, the toughest part, what keeps you up at night is the special teams coach. Just trying to get, you know, the kids out there to, to play on special teams and buy in to being on special teams and how important it is. It's, it's really just important. as important as defense and offense. You know, it's it's big part of the game. Yeah, you bet. Same question. Night before uh, a big game, what keeps you up at night, Tim? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, planning, making sure that I'm, uh, I'm really – coordinated on what I want to plan and what I want to run and how I want to run it. So I'll have a series. I'll make my whole series game plan ahead of time so that I know options that I want to go to and I'll have it written out. And that's the format I go to. Unless I see something different, then I'll change it up. But, and I try to treat, stay true to it. So it, you know, that, that's sometimes a game too. So if you see that's, something else out in the field, which you didn't really see before, you're like, oh, boy, I got to switch it up. How so, hard How hard is it for you to watch at any level football games now, you know, as an offensive coordinator going, why Why would you run that? Why aren't you running this, that kind of stuff? You do question sometimes, yeah. but I'll tell you what. Um, I realize, too, that I am a youth coach, all right? <laughs> um, and there's lots of things I have to develop and learn as well. Yeah. So um, the more I see, the more I – I acknowledge and I know not what to do. Right? Yeah, that's so. that's that's really smart. Guys, I'm going to uh, go to a break. Other side of the break, I'm going to ask Adam and, and Gary Compton to, to come back. And we're gonna, I'm going to get in the weeds with these guys just a little bit as far as how you find coaches, how do you deal with parent issues, and the cost of, of being part of the Greenfield Youth Football Program. You can go online if you have any. Uh, if you want to take a look at at some of their things as far as their mission statement and what their value system is and and their goals, and you have a son or a daughter, right? Let's go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. They they want to play. Um, GreenfieldYouthFootball.com is where you want to go. This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Mike McGiver. We're talking Greenfield Youth Football. And it is a, the Youth Sports Show is brought to you by Allstate Insurance. And I want to thank the agents who uh, just re-upped and uh, going to continue to do this show for another year because of Allstate Insurance. I want to thank those guys and Allstate Corporate down in Chicago um, for, for believing what we do with youth uh, sports. They... Have, look, these agents are all about doing this kind of stuff and making sure at the grassroots level that we can continue to talk about programs like the Greenfield Youth Football Program. We are now joined again by Gary Compton. He's the Director of Football Operations and Adam Fisher, Head Football Coach for 8th grade. Now, were you going to 6th now? Is that what you're planning? Or what are you thinking? 
Well, at this point, I'm a a, a little undecided. Uh, um, I reached out to to Ringo okay. at, at the high school, and there may be some opportunities there. We're we're still working through some things, so. You're I, not I, sure yet. Yeah, That's I don't want to okay. say yes or no. So, well, you've got the director of football operations standing <laughs> next to you that wants me to kick you out of the studio if you're not going to be part of what he's doing. Hey, Gary, getting in the weeds just a little bit. Um, how are the numbers in the program? Is it a healthy program? You know what? We had about seventy nine, eighty, somewhere around there. I think we had like. 33, 34 at the eighth grade level. Okay. Uh, seventh grade level was a little down. We had like 15. Okay. Uh, and then sixth grade, we we have some fifth and sixth graders together. Sure. Um, that are about, you know, 34, 35. So, you know, we're always looking at getting more kids involved. As you said in the last segment, it's hard sometimes. It's hard. Parents will see some things. They don't want their kids to play. Well, no. and look, I, I, we could. There's a number of things you cannot, you and I could do an hour on with, without taking a breath. I, I'm wondering, for a guy that played at the level that you played, which is a, was a high level, NFL and then arena football, and, and growing up in Texas where football is king, the life lessons that you learned, especially at, and you might not have even known you were doing it at the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade level, but the life lessons you can teach through this game of football is incredible. You know, learn from a lot of great coaches. Um, you know, one of the best coaches I learned a lot from was Eddie Val, my, my college coach. And he always used to make a statement that I've lived by and I've told everybody, do what's right because it's right to do what's right. There it is. You know what? I mean, that's plain and simple. It's you tell somebody that and, you know, they know what's expected. Um, you know, but being able to, you know, in the NFL, you know, it's crazy because I tell people in San Francisco, I had George Seifert as a head coach, right? Mike Holmgren as offense coordinator, <laughs> and uh, uh, Ray, um, just coach with the Packers, Ray, Ray, Rhodes, Lewis. Ray, yeah. Ray, 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 Rhodes. Ray Rhodes was yeah. there. Um, you know, and just to hear and see those guys and learn from those guys, and then you know, Mike Trigg, who was my coach when I came here with the Mustangs, and uh, you know, as crazy as that is, was my college quarterback. You know, and now and now he's telling me what to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so you know, just Coach Gray, those guys. Yeah. Terry Gray. Will, you know, Will McClay. You oh, know, who's man. now you know who's now running the Cowboys yeah. and that whole personnel department. Yeah, uh, he's big. You know, there's a lot a lot of good people to learn from. You know, that I was able to take some things from. Yeah, I was uh, I was a big Trick fan. I liked Mike. I I did, and Coach Gray. I liked those guys a lot. Hey, um. As, as the director of football operations with Greenfield, again, greenfieldyouthfootball.com is their website. I would assume, like every place, you guys have some parrot issues. Do you address those, and do you advise um, guys like Adam when he's the head coach of a team to address those in the beginning to make sure we get out ahead of them, or do, do you let them do their own deal? Well, you know, we'll have a parent meeting when the season starts. Yeah. And I think most – Coaches will tell you 24 hours off limits mm-hmm. because, you know, things can be said that shouldn't be said. You know, you got to let it take it all in and all that. Then if you want to address the situation, you can address the situation. Now, I always tell the coaches, you know, they should address those situations themselves. If it's something they cannot solve, then if it needs to come to me or it needs to go above me to Paul Palama, who is our president. Right. Um, you know, then they can address those. But I think, you know, especially here at the eighth grade level, I think Adam did a fantastic job. Uh, you know, with any issues and all that, and all our coaches did. Um, you know, I didn't have to get involved, uh, 
very much except for one one instance um, through an email or anything like Boy, that. that. And, and that, you know what? That's that, a good number. And if you're running a program and all that, that's what you want because then your coaches are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, you're not having to micromanage them and, and all of that. So, you know, I, hats off to those guys this year. Hey, how do you find coaches? Is that, is that is that what keeps you up at night? You know what? Uh, there's a lot of things that keep me up at night. That's for sure, Mike. But, uh, you know, what we try to do is uh, we try try to send out, um, you know, through people that have registered and all of that, anybody that's interested, you know, dads that are interested. Um, I know this year, like you said, these three, they're not for sure what they're going to do. We'd love to have them back at the program. But as I've always said, if a coach can go to bigger things, as a program, that's what you want. You bet. You know, um, so we, we, you know, through the program, coaches will move up grade levels. They'll move up with their teams. And then, like you said, they may recycle back down. But we'll just continue to reach out to them. I know Paul Palama last year, again, our president coached a seventh grade team because we had a hard time finding seventh grade coaches. Um, so he took on that role and did a great job there, you know, especially as president and coach. I mean, that's a lot going on. A lot going on. Do you pay your coaches or are they all volunteers? That's undisclosed information. No, I'm kidding. Because, yeah, <laughs> hey, I'm right. a free agent. What right, kind of right, dollars? How go, many honey. zeros you got right, for Right, exactly. No, they're all volunteers, they're all you volunteers. know, and you can't. You can't pay these guys enough for the work that they do. Right. You know, you're talking about volunteers. You're talking about guys that have jobs, you know, eight to five jobs. They're coming out, you know, practice till 7 o'clock. You're, you know, they're game planning at night. They're meeting on the weekends. You know, that's a lot to do as a well, volunteer. So, and, Hey, Adam, let me ask you this because, we, you know, we, we have Tim on the couch. He's the offense coordinator. we got Jake, special teams coach. I know you had a defense coordinator. You had a staff. Did you guys meet together as a staff? Did you – did, did, were you on one side of the ball, or the other side of the ball, or were you just running the running the team down the middle? Every, every week, we, we we reviewed film every week, upcoming opponents. We 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 looked at how we played on Saturday. We were really breaking down what, what we were doing on Saturday that was working, that wasn't working, what we were missing. And uh, you know, as a head coach, I think the guys will probably tell you my my football knowledge isn't where. Where where maybe theirs is, but I, I just try to be a servant leader. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, I do. Yeah. And 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 by doing that, I enable my coaches and allow my coaches to make decisions. They come to me, hey coach, what are you thinking? What do we want to do here? Uh, you know, is this where we need to be? What's cool about that for me is I've seen I've seen guys that don't have a lot of knowledge coaching basketball, and they will always a lot of times will try to get assistant coaches that know even less than they do. I when I when I was a head basketball coach, my staffs were always the guys that were way better than me. That I thought I had, you know, one time I had a staff with a guy that played for Iona and he played for West Point. And he played with the Harlem Globetrotters, and the other assistant coach was a guy that was so disciplined as far as fundamentals, where he was way better at that than I was. And the other guy certainly knew more about that. And I was the guy that made the decisions, and I'll argue with you in the coach's office all you want, but we open the door, I'm the guy. Um, but I, I like the fact that you just said that because that, that means the program is at a healthy spot where you don't have this big ego and you're like, no, I'm the guy. And, it, it, and yeah, well and, done and, on that. And, and that was, you know, we went into it sixth grade year knowing, and, and that was the expectations, uh, you know, going into it. And, and the guys knew, like, I'm going to ask questions, they're going to ask questions of me. You know, we're going to get the answers. I mean, I was fortunate my first three years with the program. You know, Gary was right behind me running an offense, running the same offense. At that time, we were running Joe Cook's offense because, you know, he was at Greenfield. Yeah. And and Gary, you know, I'd, I'd my offensive coordinator, he'd be doing his – he'd have questions like, Gary, you know, what are we not doing here? Right. What are we not doing right? 
um, you know, help me help them. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what I'm there for. I, I'm, I mean, I mi- I beans miss- and bullets, as we say in the Army, yeah. beans and bullets. That's That was my job. I, I miss Joe Cook, by the way. I miss him. I still you know talk to him. Yeah, he's down in Texas. Paradise. Yeah. 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 He uh, he was my co-host on, on my high school football right. show for yep. a long time. And, yeah, it was – we when his son Tommy, it was a long time, he was playing over at West Dallas Hill. Mm-hmm. And he was JV quarterback, and I mm-hmm. went to watch him play. And there's a guy that I bowled with. His wife and my wife worked together. We all bowled together. And he came over and said, hey, what are you doing here? I said, a buddy of mine, son is playing. He said, who's your buddy? I said, uh, Joe Cook. He goes, you know Joe? I go, yeah. He goes, you know he does a radio show? I go, wow, Mike. I said, really? <laughs> I said, hey, who's his co-host? He goes, I don't know, some other guy. I go, dude, we bowled together for six years. Right? It's me. Right? He goes, what? I go, yeah, that's great. But uh, Cook, yeah, I uh, I miss him. And to talk about a, a high football IQ, mm-hmm. um, he was uh, he was the guy. Hey, what's the cost? To, to, to be part of... Uh... Um, so we have an early registration discount. I believe the early registration discount is one, what is it, 195? I think 175. No, 19, you, don't yeah. just, you just jump yeah. in. It's I okay. know, right, yeah. No. 195, but, you know, we have a $100 volunteer fee um, for parents. Okay. Um, that if you volunteer your time and services, you know, you get your money back. Oh, okay. If you do not, you guess where it. the money goes? We keep it. Yeah. You know, and that's as we were talking about off the air. That's the hardest thing to find, are the volunteers. Um, you know, game day preparation is a lot of setup, especially when you're playing at home. You need clock, you need chain gang, you need concessions, you need all this for every for every level. Right. You know, and and you don't ask somebody if their son is playing in seventh grade. You don't ask them to do concessions during the seventh grade. Correct. Game. Correct. You, you'd come over and do the sixth grade game or the eighth grade game. You're going to still be there to watch your son play. And I think that that's important. And maybe you need to go up to 125 or one, sorry, Greenfield people, 125, right. 150, and say, hey, look, we, we need bodies. That's what that's what we need. We need you guys to, to help us you with know what some I tell, of this. You know what I've, the one thing that I've told people is volunteer now because your time is going to be up where you don't do any more volunteering. Your son will be gone. Right, you know, and all of that, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. You know, it's a very small time to do that, but you know, help the program out. Everybody, get on board. You know, let's make this thing great. Um, Adam and them done a great job. You know, Division Two state championship this year. Who who you know, who did you guys beat in the final? By the way, we 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 played Waukesha North, the okay. North Stars, and yeah. hats off to them. And you know, Coach Dave and I, we've been talking back and forth ever since that game. We've just got along and you know uh, became friends on Facebook and. We just had some great conversations. So really, hats off to those guys. Those guys were a very formidable opponent. I had heard at one point they had scouted us so bad, they knew down to the percentage that we were going to run the ball like 98.8%. And this whole thing's changed a little right. bit, hasn't it? Sure it? Hey, has. is there, uh, you guys do fundraisers and stuff? Are they required? Uh, yeah, we do fundraisers. Uh, we do a lot of different things, you know, with that, obviously, to, you know, raise money for the program. Um, popcorn cookies. Popcorn cookies, um, you know, cookie dough, you know. That, uh, through raising the stakes? You guys work uh, yeah, with Tony Yeah, we've done Rush? that. We've yep. done that for yep. a few years. Yep. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tony Rush and the yep. job they do at Raising the Stakes. They've been a part of a lot of the stuff that I do here. Okay. I think he does it as well as anybody. Sure. And he doesn't, he's not in it to make as much money as he Correct. can. So I, I think that's important. Hey, guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm going to probably ask you to hang out by that other mic for a couple of minutes. Gary, um, I've got a couple of things I'm going to talk <laughs> to you about. But I, we're going to have Tim join us and Jake join us as well. 
Um, I re- Adam, it's really nice to meet you. I, I really appreciate the time that you give to Greenfield Youth Football, and and it. Uh, if if there isn't a spot for you in, in on the high school stuff, think about even you know part time, throwing back more time to these kids at the, at that youth level because obviously you're a man that cares a lot about this kind of stuff. So thank you for that. It's nice to meet you. Yep, thanks for having me. This is the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan, Mike McGivern. We're talking Greenfield Youth Football. Gary Compton, Director of Football Operations, and we figured out how to get all these guys on the mic for this last segment. Compton, I wanted to start with you. Who do you like in the Super Bowl? You know what? I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You are. I think Mahomes and that aerial offense that they have, you know, even though San Francisco's got a great defense, I think Kansas City's too much for them. So I do this fantasy football stuff like everybody, and uh, my regular year, I, I'm normally pretty good. I get pretty lucky. I'm normally in the Final <laughs> Four, and then sometimes it's Super Bowl. I couldn't. I, it was the worst year ever. My wife laughed at me for – and I'll give you one play that gives you exactly how the year went. I had the, the second running back with the Packers. I don't want to call him back up because he played a lot. And I was down under one point, and it was Monday night game against oh. Detroit, and it was near the end, and they were going to let him score. Right. To get the ball back, and he took a knee, and I lost by point six. And my wife just laughed at me. She said, "I." It was like she goes, "It's like the first time I saw you swing and miss on a softball. Like I couldn't believe it. Like what happened to you? Right? Sums up stuff. your year right there. Right. right. So now we do. Then I get together with a different group of guys for playoffs. We've been doing this forever, and I have the same theory. And I figure out a team that I think has a chance. And depending on what pick I get, you pick out of a hat. I had the right. third pick this year. So I took Mahomes, and then I picked all Kansas City guys. And they're down 24 nothing. My nephews text me. My all wife's you, making huh? fun of me. My son's going, I guess I'm not winning any money this year. All this stuff. And then all of a sudden, boom. Now all these people, I no, I was just kidding. I wasn't mm-hmm. making fun of you. Know, I think the stars are all lined up for them this year. I think Kansas City's going to do it. I'd like to see Andy Reid get one. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I would as well, I, for sure. Hey, we're joined by Jake Olson again, uh, Tim Fenske, who's the offensive coordinator. Hey, guys, and Jake, you were talking about the kind of commitment down the stretch where you guys played a game and then drove to Burlington? Uh, we started out at Slinger. At Slinger. And then we, after that game, we made it all the way down to Burlington in a cold, <laughs> rainy, crummy night. How many people, uh, the coaching staff went? or uh, It was me, Adam, and Tim. Yeah. yeah. Did you, you, yeah. you had a camera in hand or... No, we just, just, nope, just took well, notes. We and, did, we did have you know, a camera. We yeah, did, we had a camera. We oh, had a camera. Yeah, I'm more of an eye test guy, though. I like there, to watch and just, just take some jot, notes. Jot it down. Yeah. I, it was a great night, though. It was fun. But bonding with these two, these guys became really my best friends. Yeah. You know, so. Boy, that. You know, Garrett, when you have guys like this that are willing to do that, they're up in Slinger and they turn around, get in a car, and drive to Burlington to watch a youth football game because that's how much passion, how much they care about it. Mm-hmm. You're in good hands. Shows right? you the dedication these guys have, and it shows you why they want you know why they want a state championship. Um, coaches were, that are willing to do the extras. Were you, you surprised? Know? You know, a little bit. I'll be honest. Yeah, you know, that's okay. They, they started they started rolling, you know, towards the middle of the season, and they they peaked at the right time. 
Um, then I think, you know, once we got in the playoffs, you know, Adam Adam did a great job with these guys all year. Told them, you know, they were the hunted. The kids believed it. Yeah. As Tim said, you know, when you start building that culture, and once you buy into that culture and you believe, right? you know, anything can happen. I said P.J. Fleck is the best with building culture. You know, what he's built, you know, what he built at Western Michigan, what he built at Minnesota. Yeah. You know, and all that. I said, he is the one coach that I'd love for any of my sons to play for. I just, I think that's great. You know, a culture that you build. These guys did a great job at that this year. How does that, how will that, um, for for that group of kids, and in your opinion, and, and I don't mean to just keep asking you questions, right. but, I, but I find it interesting because you played at a really high level and I was such a big fan of yours. When you play for the Mustangs, but how how can that transition into the high school then? So they're you know they're used to winning. These boys now are mm-hmm. used to mm-hmm. winning, and and like we talked about, that's hard when you're not. And to change the culture of losing, Greenfield hasn't had a tremendous amount of success in football. How does the, you know a couple of winning teams like this as they start moving into the high school? How how does that help change the culture? Well, you know, and I think Coach Ringelberg's done a good job up there at the high school with that. Um, you know, this senior class that's coming in is pretty talented. The junior class behind them is talented. The kids that were freshmen that are sophomores are talented. And then this eighth grade group coming in. Yeah. There's a four-year stretch right now at Greenfield High School where they could do a lot of things if they put their minds to it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, uh, you know, what these guys have instilled. We tried to take that a little bit from the youth program and develop that into the high school program. When they come through, they don't miss a beat. Um, you know, and like I said, hats off to Coach Ringelberg with all that. He's got a great group of kids, and, uh, you know, hopefully they do a great job. Hey, Jake and, and Tim, how important is it for these kids to, to understand what, what you know, you have to set expectations for them. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to be in a, in, a, in a winter sport or if they're not going to be in a summer sport, then we got to get you in the weight room, and we have to build this sweat equity into the program. Plus, it's time where they're spending time together. Do you think these kids over at Greenfield are starting to understand that? I do. I do. I'm going to give you a little story here, Mike. Sure. So at the very beginning of our year, we have a, a pretty big scrimmage, okay, for Greenfield. Um, some different programs are involved with it. We have Oak Creek, Franklin, okay. I mean, when you're going up against those programs, sure. they're pretty stellar programs, right? Yep. So when you're going up against their uh, their programs, you're going to have some difficulty, okay, and just running like a little minor offense or defensive-wise, you're going to have some issues. So um, at one of those scrimmages, we, we didn't do so hot against a few of those programs, and uh, the things that were happening on the field, our coach, Adam, uh, we remembered all that. And uh, we had some practices talking about teamwork. One person fails, one person comes behind, we're going to pick them up, and we're going to keep on going because it's a team sport. We're right. all involved. You pick up your lightest guy or your weakest guy, and you build him up so that we're a whole team. And that, that whole story, kind of our story this year, I think really built from that. I mean, Adam being an Army guy, kind of – kind of relayed some of that information to us and I mean it just kind of trickled down and then we never forgot no matter what was going to happen and there were times in there where we were we were down at the half and then we come back third fourth quarter and we're turning everything around because they believed in themselves they knew that we weren't out of things you know hey Jake same same question do you the importance do you think that that this group that you guys now handed over to the high school um, do, do you feel like that group of kids going to stick together and, and this is something, that journey they're going to stay on? Absolutely. These, this is a really tight group of kids that we have. Um, they may not all be best friends, but they're all really good friends. I mean, my, my son, for example, has, you know, 10 different kids coming over all the time. Right. Might not, 
you know, they just kind of all mesh together. It's it's really a unique dynamic that this group has, and uh, they kind of push each other too. Like, I know my son's sending out texts if guys aren't in the weight room. Hey, you need to get up there lifting. We don't want to win just one game next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's big. Hey, guys, thank you. I, I really appreciate this. Um, you know, Gary and, and we saw each other in a gym a couple of weeks ago, and we tried to put this together a while back, and, and you were traveling. Um, I really thank you for your time, and I may reach out to you again if I want to do a youth show on the importance of playing a youth sport. Um, you would be one of the guys that I would call to say, hey, let's talk about that because of you know what, what you feel that, that it has given to your sons. Um, they grew up, they were going to play football. They are going to at least try playing football, exactly. right? Do, do, do they have any idea? And we've got one minute left. Do they have any idea how good you were? You know what? My oldest boys were, you know, they were around towards the end of my career. Yeah. You know, my son Jackson, now, I, you know, I have to put the VCR tapes in, and he looks at that it's and goes, right. what is this? You, you, can, know, t- you but, can have him call me. Right, right. We'll, we'll definitely do that, hey, Mike. thank you for that hey, picture. I hey, really appreciate that hey, a lot. I appreciate and your time as well it this is, morning. It is going into that that space of I would pay to watch you play one more time. Appreciate Guys, it. thank you. It's nice to meet you, Tim. It's nice to meet you, Jake. It's nice to meet you. Again, greenfieldyouthfootball.com is where you want to go. This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.